You're hearing the Echoes podcast, and I'm John DiLiberto. Today I've got two interviews for you with electronic artist Lane 8 and guitar legend Ralph Towner, who just turned 80. Lane 8 is Daniel Goldstein, and he makes a chilled EDM sound that includes vocals from Polisa and Arctic Lake. He wants people to be immersed in his music experience, so he bans cameras from his concerts. I was seeing more and more just a bunch of flashing cell phones and like people recording and kind of going against what the actual moment should have been about, which is the music and and the connection of the people in the room. He goes further than that, though. You'll hear it in this interview. Then we hear from guitarist Ralph Towner, a legend of the instrument. He turned 80 on March 1st. Towner hasn't just been a part of Echoes for 30 years. He and his group Oregon were injected into the original DNA of the show. Tim Harden, the Paul Winter Consort, ECM Records, and Oregon are only a few of the situations we've heard Towner in as he influenced a few generations of acoustic guitar players. I'm going to go back to a great interview with Towner from 2006, where he surveyed his career from Woodstock to Oregon and beyond. Before we get there, do you still listen to CDs? I know I do. Do you wear t-shirts? I do that too. Well, you can combine them by joining the Echoes CD of the Month Club right now. Join up for a one-year membership to the CD of the Month Club and get a free Echoes 30th Anniversary t-shirt with blue lettering on a black tee. You'll be telling the world about your great taste, and then each month you'll receive a new CD that I've handpicked. This month's selection is the devastatingly beautiful album Myopia by Anas Obel. Previous month's selections have included David Helpling, Hans Christian, All India Radio, and Lana Del Rey. The free t-shirt is available when you sign up for a yearly CD of the Month membership for only $275. That's a savings of $25 over the monthly rate. Go to the Echoes store at echoes.org. That's the Echoes store tab and echoes.org. And now, get ready for Lane 8. Lane 8 is the moniker used by Daniel Goldstein, an electronic artist who makes a chilled brand of EDM. He recently released his album Brightest Lights with guest vocalists that include Polisa and Arctic Lake. We're so close to touching all. If you've gone to any rock, pop, or electronic concert in the last 20 years, you're used to the sea of cell phones pointed at the stage, recording videos no one will watch, taking pictures that generally suck, and basically obscuring the view of everyone. You won't find this happening at a classical concert, and you won't find it at a Lane 8 concert. No, absolutely no photographs during the show. That's Daniel Goldstein, who is Lane 8. He's talking to me from his home in Denver. When you go to one of his shows, you don't just get frisked. So at the door of every show, everyone gets their phones taped. We have this custom tape that's made specifically to cover phone cameras without kind of damaging them. For Daniel Goldstein, a concert should be about the experience, and he can feel the difference of no cameras when he's on stage. 
Oh, it's night and day. I mean, it like the level of engagement that you can actually like see with your own eyes as a performer um, when people are not on their phones. It, it makes such an enormous difference for me um, as a performer. And, you know, having people obviously be aware of like what's going on, because like a lot of times when you see a lot of people recording, I mean, first of all, you can't see their face because their phone is right in front of their face. So you, you don't really get a sense if they're like, are they having a good time? Like, are they responding? And Lane-8's more upbeat, positronic approach to EDM is meant to give you a good time. Just dipping into his 30s, Daniel Goldstein began messing around with electronics when he was a kid. My first foray into like actually making music was a garage band with my sister, and that was based on lo a, love, a love for rock music, really. And then once I figured out that if I had just a keyboard or a drum machine, and then later on I figured out a computer too, um, that I could just make um, hip-hop beats or electronic music or whatever, just by myself, then I got totally hooked on that. He's from a newer generation of electronic artists who barely have a clue about early electronic music. He admits something that would be heresy for most electronic musicians. I mean, I'm not into craft work. I, I like I enjoy some of their music now, but it was not like a part of my musical education in any way. I mean, the stuff that I was really into was like Pet Shop Boys, Depeche Mode. So that's about as far back as I go. So I think anything beyond that is not, no, it's not really in my purview, I guess. I Instead, Goldstein's references are pretty much 21st century. At that time, like Ratatat were really popular, like with me and my friend group and Justice and like Swedish House Mafia, all those guys before they were actually Swedish House Mafia and Eric Prids and Daft Punk and Simeon Mobile Disco. And I just kind of dove fully into that whole world. And I guess that's also around the time that I really figured out that you could produce this kind of stuff just with a laptop, that I didn't need my little Casio keyboard anymore, I didn't need my crappy little $100 drum machine anymore. I could just do it all on, on the same laptop that I used to write my history paper. He put out music on various download sites, but saw his first real release in 2013 with the single, Be Mine. This 
music is a bit thumpier than Lane 8's current music on Brightest Lights. Be Mine is like this weird piano house. It was me trying to make something really banging, even though like it's got a really long breakdown that kind of clears the dance floor every once in a while. So I just, I just, it was just me like trying to figure it out. He got it together by the time of his 2015 debut album, Rise, with guest vocalists including Matthew Deere and Solomon Gray. Lane 8's music doesn't have the distressed sounds and frenetic beats of a lot of EDM. He's settled into a chill zone of insistent grooves and metal melodies. Some called it melodic house music, house being an early form of electronic dance music. Goldstein came up with his own tongue-in-cheek term. Melodic house is just like sort of the term of the moment. I don't know why it picked up so much steam, but that's what a lot of people are saying. So it's a reason why, like, Earlier in my career, I always just kind of jokingly referred to my music as dreamy back rub house um, because like a friend of mine who does shows in, um, in Detroit, he had a folder on his USB stick called dreamy back rub house and that's what like my music and a lot of um, the engine of deep stuff, um, the label that I used to work with, that's what he described it as and I thought that was hilarious. There is a joy to Lane 8 that you don't find in a lot of electronic music, and it's a joy that doesn't sound corny or saccharine. It just feels good. It really just depends where, like, where your compass points north, really. I mean, if you're used to stuff that's much darker, then obviously my music will be, like, borderline cheesy and, like, super happy and uplifting. If you listen to a lot of like the commercial EDM that's out there right now, um, then I think my music will feel a bit more melancholic. For Daniel Goldstein, the title track of Lane 8's Brightest Lights is a happy song. No doubt about that. It's the happiest song I've ever done, I think. Like a lot of electronic artists who use guest singers, Lane 8 uses a lot of female vocalists. Even the male singers he employs sing in the upper and falsetto range. I've asked many electronic musicians about this and never got a good answer, but Daniel Goldstein has a couple. Practically speaking, I find 
female vocals to be easier to work with because of the frequency range that they occupy. I think it's easier to get them out of the way of other stuff that I'm doing in terms of synths. I also think for the style of music that I make, which can be sort of kind of ethereal and quite entrancing and, and for whatever reason the female voice seems to do that a little bit more naturally. started out on the Ajuna Deep label, but now he has his own record company called This Never Happened. That name is tied to his no cameras at concerts rule. It means experience the moment and leave it there. You know, in terms of fans posting stuff, we hand out these little cards um, at all of our shows that have sort of like the This Never Happened ethos printed on it. It says like, you know, leave your phone, experience the moment, this never happened. Lane 8's music does happen. His latest album is Brightest Lights on the This Never Happened label. If you want to add Lane 8's Brightest Lights to your collection, go to our website at echoes.org and we'll have a link for it in the posting for this podcast. And now let's go in a completely opposite direction musically with Ralph Towner. I know I'm as guilty of throwing around the term icon as much as anyone, but in this case, it certainly applies to Ralph Towner. Ralph comes from the jazz and classical side of the fingerstyle guitar renaissance, and he was in the front lines recording in the late 1960s. Ralph is best known for his work with Oregon, the acoustic chamber world fusion ensemble that continued recording up until very recently. But he's also put out a steady stream of albums on ECM records, including duets with Gary Burton and John Abercrombie, ensemble recordings, and solo albums. His latest album is My Foolish Heart on ECM. Ralph has been on the show a few times as a solo artist and with Oregon. He came by in 2006 behind his then recent album Timeline, and we had a great talk going through his career. So for his 80th birthday, I thought we'd revisit that as Kimberly Haas brings you my interview with Ralph Towner from 2006. One of the exciting things about playing a solo concert is when you're playing well, you're basically breathing as you're playing, the music is breathing and you're making phrases. And, and if it's really going well, the audience, everyone is breathing in sync. Ralph Towner has played a lot of solo concerts and gone through more guitar strings than most. With a graying tousle of hair and lopsided grin, 
He's now in his mid-60s. He's been a professional musician since he was a child in Washington State, playing post-World War II pop and jazz on trumpet. As a teenager, he added piano and at the relatively late age of 22, picked up the acoustic guitar. Uh, I walked into uh, music school as a composition major, just a, and the thing they were teaching was all 12-tone music, so that's what I started out studying. So. And then I started developing the piano I, toward the, the last years of jazz piano playing in college before I bumped into the guitar and decided to study that from scratch at 22 and went to Vienna. So I went to Austria and with a great teacher there and, uh, and, and I managed to compress like a whole lifetime into about two years of sitting in a little tiny room and uh, practicing 10 hours a day. <laughs> Ralph Towner soon made the pilgrimage to New York City, which was a jazz mecca in the late 1960s. He worked with musicians who would go on to form groups like Weather Report and the Mahavishnu Orchestra. One gig led to another, and soon, a college friend, bassist Glenn Moore, got him a job with the late folk singer, Tim Harden. He wound up playing at the most momentous event of 1969. So I got hired by Tim to do this little folk festival that was up north. Uh, upstate New York, we'd rehearsed and we, we drove, I think, up in a van or something. Couldn't get within miles of the place, so I were all, we were all ferried in by helicopter. And about then, I began to think, what is this? It's not a little folk festival, I don't think. And then we get over the site, I look down, and, and there's a half million people down there. And uh, so we played the Woodstock Festival with this Tim Harden. And that gig led to another. There was also a cellist there who was working with a group called the Paul Winter Concert. And he was about ready to quit. He, he managed to get Glenn and I and Colin Walcott hired by this Paul Winter. And uh, so um, we joined Paul Winter and he had an oboe player there named Paul McCandless. And so in a way it was another little incentive for me to start writing more. So I started writing for the group when the first, the first piece I wrote was Icarus for that group. After a little more than a year, Ralph Towner, bassist Glenn Moore, oboist Paul McCandless, and percussionist Colin Walcott left the consort and formed their own group, Oregon. They created a chamber jazz world fusion that remains influential. Walcott died in 1984, but the other three members continue on. Parallel to Oregon, 
Ralph Towner has maintained a solo career, recording in a variety of duets and ensembles for ECM Records. But it's still his solo guitar playing that attracts audiences. It's a mixture of folk, Brazilian, and jazz styles, all filtered through classical music. Baroque music is a big part of my toolkit, I think, is that how the voices connect and uh, uh, you know, harmonies connect in, in the Baroque period and the, the attention to the detail on the volume of the secondary voices. And it's not, it's not intellectual necessarily, but it's in the Baroque music, there's such a logic to uh, the way the notes move in, in Baroque music. And that, and that that always seemed to be uh, something that it, that uh, I assimilated quite early. There's a melancholy to many of Ralph Towner's compositions. He says it comes from the music he heard as a child. Well, I'm kind of a child of the Second World War. I was born in 1940, but I remember that, that war and the songwriters of that age. I had quite an impact when I would hear any Gershwin tune. Every tune he wrote had, had a touch of melancholy to it. And that kind of seeped into my, uh, my I don't know, I mean, I just identify with that. He covers tunes by Harold Arlen and George Gershwin on his latest CD, Timeline. But even his original songs, like Turning of the Leaves, have that feel. For Ralph Towner, Timeline isn't a retrospective or exercise in nostalgia but it is a way of looking back at a very long career. So I don't, I don't mean it to be uh, nostalgic or, or backward-leaning, but, uh, but it is, it is an, uh, I think it's kind of an awareness that uh, I'm, trying, I'm documenting what I do, and hopefully each, each edition shows some kind of growth. Ralph Towner is currently living in Italy, but that's all relative since he's constantly touring, giving solo performances and playing with Oregon. His latest CD is Timeline, for Echoes, I'm Kimberly Haas. Ralph Towner, he was in his mid-60s at the time of that interview. Now he's still going at 80. He just turned that age on March 1st. Go to the Echoes website, and I'll have a post for five essential Ralph Towner CDs. That's at echoes.org. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for dialing up the Echoes podcast. See you next week, tonight, on the radio, somewhere in the country, or online, right now, on Echoes.